0: Just a quick note of congratulations before we get started. Between recording this and releasing it, our guest Johnny Birchtold and Casey Bailey got engaged. An announcement uh, which was reposted on social media by their horror hero, Jamie Lee Curtis. So, uh, congratulations, guys, on that repost. Oh, and the engagement. Right. All right, Brian, let's start the show.
1: I'm Brian Foster, and this is the Grindhouse Institute. On each episode of this podcast, Jeremy Floyd and I program a triple feature movie night. Each of the movies share common themes, and we discuss them here. We're happy you could join us for today's film block that we call Horror Off the Rails. As we've previously covered on the show, sequels are a difficult art to master. Finding the balance of rehashing moments from earlier films while trying to show something completely new can become a difficult dance. Today's episode, programmed by our guest Johnny Birchtold, focuses on three films that, to different degrees of success, take their respective series completely off track. Several years after defeating the evil Freddy Krueger, Nancy Thompson, now a psychiatrist, helps a group of troubled, sleep-deprived teens battle Freddy in their dreams. The kids learn to control the dream world, allowing them to transform into alter egos such as a wizard, a master of knives, and a human... Kool-Aid man. Written by future Oscar nominee Frank Darabont, starring future audiobook narrator Craig Wasson, and Morpheus himself, Larry Fishburne. 1987's Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. The Lakeview High School senior class boat trip is crashed by the hulking Jason Voorhees. His motive? Not really sure. But does that really matter? Not when we get Jason climbing vertically up the side of boats, uppercutting heads clean off, and killing teens with scorching hot sauna rocks. Jason brings the party to the Big Apple in the 1989 film, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Prom night is ruined for four teenagers when they accidentally take a detour off the main highway and end up face-to-face with a real estate agent. The shocks keep on coming as we're introduced to a house full of crazed roommates consisting of a condescending conspiracy theorist, a certifiably insane tow truck driver, and a professional sadomasochist in a suit. Oh, and this fellow they call Leatherface shows up, too. Oscar winners Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey star in 1995's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Thank you for listening to the Grindhouse Institute. Please enjoy.
2: Oh, Hey. Don't you worry about that old boy that drives a wrecker. He talks tough, but you just tell him how the cows eat the cabbage, and you won't
3: have any trouble.
2: Well, I'm, I'm happy that I'm in the October
0: sphere. Oh yeah, yeah, October Fest. Block. So yeah. it's,
2: that's when my powers are most uh, extreme.
0: That's <laughs> they're fully realized. What are you gonna do this year? The, there's no. Uh, I was just no Halloween Horror Fest. So uh, real quick for Brian. Oh, did you go? Did you go all the time? I I went every every year. No, no, hold yeah. on. It's not just once every year. Johnny, take it away.
2: Okay, so I'm a horror fan, huh? We know. I consider Halloween Horror Nights to be my event. Like I, yes. so Casey, my girlfriend and I, we went 27 times last year. What? Uh, we try to we try to one up ourselves every year.
0: Um, they do offer. Don't you a, run out of days to to do the one? Ups? Well, here's the thing.
2: We kind yeah, of treat yeah. it as like we're going home. So like after work or whatever, we'll. We'll kind of just stop <laughs> by Universal Studios and we'll eat and watch. We'll just sit down and watch people get scared as we eat our dinner and then leave. Right. Uh, we just like to be like in the fog and the moody lighting. And, uh, you know, we'll hit a maze or two. It, it becomes like a, like the actors know who we are by like the second week. <laughs> and so we just like you
0: you know, clown around yeah. with
2: them. No, literally. They're like, oh, it's you. Uh, and then we find them on Instagram and, you know, it's fun.
0: Yeah. So, I, oh yeah. To answer the original question, are you uh, fiending? Are you over there like itching your veins yeah. oh, and for sure. like needing a fix?
2: For sure. I mean, normally around this time is when actually a month Buying ago tickets now. Yeah. A month ago, yeah, tickets go on sale. The rumors on the forums, we're talking about what's <laughs> going to be on the lineup, and yeah. I can't do that this year. Uh, so I was actually making a joke and saying that uh, I'm going to build a, a haunted house in my backyard this year, and just me. I'm just going to send my girlfriend through. And it'll be me scaring. <laughs> yeah.
1: dude, I, I will come if you have have a okay, house. Okay, good. I, I will stay socially distanced. I've invited myself.
2: <laughs> You're invited.
1: Yeah, you. We put you on the show, didn't we? Yes, exactly. <laughs> put, me, put me in your. I'm building haunted this
3: house, haunted house, okay? house for you.
2: You are here
3: for one reason, and one reason only. I want these people to know the meaning of horror. <laughs>
1: All right, and welcome back to the Grindhouse Institute. I'm Brian Foster. With me, as always, is Jeremy Floyd. How are you today? Howdy.
0: Yeah. Hanging in there. You know. Hanging
1: in there. That's good to know. Um, Today, as always, a very special show where we will be looking at off-the-rails sequels, as we're calling it. We have a special guest programmer today. Uh, Jeremy, would you like to do the intro?
0: Yeah. So for our uh, you know, horror uh, movie blocks for uh, the month of October, I thought, uh, what better way to get this going than uh, bring in another fellow horror buff uh, to you, Brian, and that's uh, my buddy Johnny Birchtold.
2: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. I, I, yeah. I have to apologize for for what I made you watch, but also please thank me for what you have yeah. watched
0: because... Thank wow. you for the punishment, sir. May of I have course. another?
2: Deserved, yes. Oh, I, I got a long list for you.
1: <laughs> today's uh, well, today's list uh, of three films was uh, the 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street, three, The Dream Warriors, 1989's Jason Takes Manhattan. This is Friday the 13th, seven, and uh, uh, eight,
0: th- right? Uh,
1: this
2: is. Does not does doesn't even matter at that point? <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it eight?
0: Yeah, the I I I. That's eight. I don't know
1: my Roman numerals, yeah. uh, so Jason okay. takes Manhattan uh, night, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Eight, and then we've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation from 1995, starring uh, Matthew four? McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Who the f-
0: is Renee Zellweger?
2: Incredible. Future Oscar
0: Incred- winners.
1: Yeah. What What's funny is I could only find this. Giving their under, best performances ever. I could find it under The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next yes. Generation. It's got like
0: a couple different names. Um, <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Me trying to find this movie was uh, an experience on its own. That, that,
0: that's <laughs> true. So I, I go to uh, the, uh, you know, I go back in time and go to video stores uh, every week. You yeah. know, there's one in South Pasadena. There's one in South, uh, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, South Pasadena didn't even have this one. They have all no the way. other Texas Chainsaws and they had all of the Jasons and whatever. You would think but, that this uh, one that,
1: that produced such stellar acting performances this, <laughs> from two future yeah. Oscar winners uh,
0: yeah. uh, would uh, definitely be But they missed on, uh, on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, shelf. TNG. No,
2: see, it was probably <laughs> their teams that tried to bury this film, yeah, as deep as they could. <laughs> right. I think
1: that's something that definitely bring up when we talk about it. We could sure. bring it up here. We can, yeah, is yeah. There's got to be something out there that says. I mean, at this point, I'm sure it's a joke to them. But at one point, they were like, "Guys, can we like bury this? Please. Can this not be a thing that's like released or like our first film?" Oh or yeah! Like, remember, I was in Jerry Maguire. Yeah,
2: right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but even uh, Patricia Arquette in um, in
0: Nightmare Three. But are you saying that Patricia Arquette was embarrassed with Nightmare
2: Three? Well, here's the thing: is whenever I watch documentaries about you know the making of or the whole franchise oh, right. of Nightmare on Elm Street. She is the only one who is never in those documents. And Johnny ah. Depp, of course. <laughs> right. But he did
1: make it back for Freddy's Dead. It, you know? Sure. He, so, I mean, I think that, that he was a good sport for doing that. Sure, but sure. I guess we're getting a little off the rails here on these sequels that are off the rails. Very Let's crazy. start with... Um, That's on brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Chaos. Uh, it's funny because usually we go in... Um, we we go in order in terms of like when these movies were released uh, through the years, and we are going to end on Texas Chainsaw. So <laughs> Good. let's save the best for last on this one, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Do you want to kind of take us through what uh, the idea was with with these three films in particular, and how uh, how you landed on Nightmare Three, Jason Eight, sure. Texas Four? Of course.
2: <laughs> well, so okay, so here here's the thing. Um, so quarantine life, right? Uh yeah. I have Wait, been, what's that? Oh yeah, you know, this little thing that we're all experiencing. Uh I have been abusing my shutter subscription uh yeah. and all of my subscriptions that I forgot to cancel the free trial and now I'm just paying yeah. for them.
0: Uh you're you are their, their perfect customer. Absolutely. <laughs> they sucker you in with the, the free trial that... <laughs>
2: the accidental customer. Exactly, yeah. Uh yeah. so basically I have been going on this crazy binge of like you know 80s horror movies that I should have seen by this point and these movies I have seen when I was a kid so when I was a kid these movies were my everything uh but typically like the first one you know the original uh and the following movies that happened afterwards were sort of like okay you see them once you'll never forget them but you never watch them again and Now I've had the opportunity to go back and watch them all, and realize, oh my god, we should be talking about these more because these actually happened. Like these movies went through studios, like people approved this, and it was a thing that played in theaters. (laughs) And wow, I mean, truly incredible. (laughs) Like what it truly was a whole off the rails thing. But it, yeah, these movies in particular. I mean, you could have you could have picked any one of the sequels for Nightmare
0: uh, Mm -hmm. to do
2: you know what i mean so yeah
0: you know i i think that's an interesting point because it's like you you if if these were all like indie movies and you know like the, okay sure like the you know yeah it's like they they had uh 100 control themselves yeah. like they didn't have to go through marketing teams and they didn't have to go through this and that agents and managers weren't involved it's like you know just like this oh it's like a uh yeah, a basement uh zombie movie or something mm-hmm. like it, that's different than a situation where they have, uh, you know, this all these layers of of like protection or whatever. Oh yeah, to prevent movies from uh, sliding off the rails from, from doing what supposedly these movies did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these, these are
1: franchises, right? These are like hot commodities that are legacy money makers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, and this one, uh, you know, arguably a uh, sequel to the original. Um, I'd say a, a more of a Nightmare on Elm Street two than anything. Agreed. I think. I think the the fact of how many um, like VFX houses were on this thing, like Chris mm-hmm. Wallace is one of those that, that Greg Canham, the guy that wanted, I think Rick Canham did. Yeah. Canham was in there as well. He won the Oscar for vice, you know, just recently. So it's like these high end effects artists that got through, we're going to put uh, a giant snake Freddy on screen and people were like, sure. <laughs> and he's gonna, fine. He's going to swallow the main, you know, the main protagonist. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. see that.
0: And that snake Freddy, by the way, like, uh, Predates the Beetlejuice uh, uh, true. railing. That's true. crazy. I this. definitely have a note about that here. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean,
2: this walk so Beetlejuice could run.
0: And, and it was the exact same year as uh, Evil Dead 2, where like the the Henrietta snakehead looked very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds it's, like people are something in the air. They're just t- trading
1: those keyframes over yeah, and over yeah. again for different. <laughs> <effects. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you got a big snakehead thing? Just, okay, yeah. Great, <laughs> cool. Well, let's let's get into Nightmare. I I, I think Nightmare Three is arguably, and I'll, I'll admit this, this is my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street film. Me too. Yeah, I I think that really? this one more than the first one, more than the first one. I think that this oh, one okay. like is is what we were talking about when we were talking about better sequels. It took the idea of the first one, which was somewhat of a semblance of a dream demon that freddie became when he be right. you know when he was torched mm-hmm. um and then in this one we're we're seeing that dreams are ultimately controlled by the person dreaming and you can establish yourself as anybody you want to be in these dreams and that kind of carried through for the rest of the series exactly um f- you know the the themes that were represented here and and i thought this movie nailed him like uh the the wizard the D kid oh. you know the dork and all that like i, I thought <laughs> so that was awesome good. and the, the girl that you know with the knife she's like I'm, i could be
2: cool yeah <laughs> oh it's God. good stuff
1: yeah um but uh incredible you know obviously it had its 80s charm and 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 cheese as well you know on delay wake up on delay <laughs>
2: yeah. don't hide mommy what are you still doing up it's past one just thought i wait for you well i'm home now you can get to sleep come on on delay
1: that movie opens up with an edgar Allan poe quote that i think kind oh, of right. sets it off uh he's uh comparing sleep to little slices of death it's a pretty right. dark pretty dark quote there um But yeah, I thought that was a good movie. I thought that was a good choice to put in there. But, um, I do agree with you. It kind of took it, you know, to a a, a level that the original movie at least didn't present.
2: For sure. I personally, I agree with you. I love this movie. I would say on par with the original. If I had to pick a a sequel that was my favorite, it's definitely this one. Yeah. Yeah. But it has some sequences that have stuck with me forever. Um... I, so this, fun fact, I, growing up, I had this weird phobia of wrists. I don't know why. It was Ooh. something that, it, it's really weird. Like of your uh, wrist
0: being harmed or? No, no,
2: no. Just like y- If you just saw it, someone else's I'd,
0: wrist, you'd get freaked out? or It,
2: it would make me like grossed out. I think it was all wow. the veins,
0: right? This was not the movie oh, okay. for you. So yeah. it
2: was not the movie for me. So as a kid, when I'm seeing this, this, uh, like you know, kid being puppeteered by the oh, veins yeah. in his arms, oh my god! I was like, this is something I never want to experience. And then, of course, as a kid, I'm like, I'm gonna experience this at some point. Uh, so,
0: did you watch all these when you were young?
2: Oh yeah, of course. So this was like in in the field of. Uh, my mom and I we would go to the video rental store and rent mm. the entire horror section. That was like my thing. Awesome. And and this was one of those. It was you know next up in line. And uh, it, this and then of course I, I go through all the you know DVD features or the commentary and and the and all of this and something that really stuck with me was that they were trying to push these movies out so fast that they were like writing
0: uh-huh.
2: on set, which is kind of when you watch these movies you you're like oh yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but I, yeah, this one, this one I love because it's, it, it's a continuation sort of of the first movie. Um, and it, it introduces new rules and it's just so fun and ridiculous and gross. Yeah.
1: it, it It's completely, you know, in, in, in many ways a vampire story or like a Dracula mm-hmm. story where they find out how to kill Freddie at the time. And it, I don't mm. even think they really found this out. Uh, it's just that uh, Dr whatever dr gordon mm-hmm. was um on on the prowl at the the local church to go grab some holy water and a crucifix but i don't think they ever said like this will do it you know, um, nope. I know. use these <laughs> How if I just goes to like steal or siphon off yeah. holy water. get some silver bullets too you know that might help um and it was just like kind of like had these archetypal things i guess you know for yeah. for vampires right. but they were using that so but, you know, burying his bones in, in, in hallowed ground and all that was definitely a new rule that, again, carried through later on, and they kept having to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, 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 I love John Saxon here um, making a return from, from part one, and yeah. it's like, bury the fucking bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, <laughs> bury the fucking thing. <laughs> so funny. Bury the fucking thing. Uh,
2: classic. And then, of course, one of my favorite scenes, uh, welcome to primetime, bitch. With, yeah, with the TV. Like I, let's talk, I uh,
1: let's talk about the kills. I think that's an important please. thing. Let's start with the TVs.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I, I thought that was a good one. I mean, but how do you kill yourself like that? You d-
2: literally. Yeah. yeah. Robert England, <laughs> I heard, uh, came up with a lot of his one-liners, and so "Welcome to Primetime <laughs> bitch" was like the one he came up with on that, like on the day, and uh, it's one of my easily one of my favorite like horror movie quotes of all time. Welcome
0: to time, bitch. What about Bon Appetit, bitch? Oh, that classic. Was part five, part five, or six. that's part five, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. No, when did the the bitch thing start? Was that in the first one? I, I, I think it's like here it, because but... I don't
1: remember. I was going to bring that up too. I think this is when he started really leaning into started... to the girls being bitches.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in this one, <laughs> but didn't didn't he also like carve it in the guy's chest or whatever? Like, come and get me, bitch. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Um, which was pretty <laughs> awesome, right? Like,
2: just seeing that's that. What I'm this movie has established a lot of like. Core Nightmare on Elm Street like must-haves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like the must-have of you know, you need Dick Cavett and Jaja Gabor in a dream sequence uh, where Dick Cavett turns into uh, that. That was the TV kill, right? Um, mm-hmm. I just I love the stop motion of the puppet kill. Where I know I don't want to bring up the uh, wrists thing. I know you're sensitive and all that. But <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> but the stop motion that they used when Freddie first came down and like his so his head like formed that was really really good. It was. Better than the stop motion, I'd say than in Evil Dead too. I, I would definitely argue that. <laughs> Fair. Um, oh, I, I love the fake outs, like the it, it, waking up from a dream. You know, within a dream. I know that's kind of done all the time, but in this one, they they did it like, oh, the happy ending's here, and it's like, nope, <laughs> it's no. ready. We're gonna fuck up <laughs> Heather Langenkamp now, and she's oh. not gonna make it to the next one. Um, yeah, I thought it was this. This was fun to revisit, to tell you the truth.
2: Yeah, it, I even like uh, it, it. It's almost almost like. Uh, a horror breakfast club, a little bit. Where you have like you know the group of They're kids. They're all in detention. Yeah. They're all in detention. Yeah, and you know it's there's true. a psycho demon, sleep demon coming after you. But um, gotta take that hypno Yeah, the hypno cell uh, they, Oh, they carried that through uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Everything. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys know like what was with the house in the beginning that she's building the model house? Like I mean, why was she obsessed with that?
1: Because it, it was the house that was in her brain. It was like um oh, oh uh, close all right. encounters. It. It's you know, close encounters, right? So, I see or it. even yeah. like a
2: Silent Hill kind of thing. Yeah, she was just trying to
1: build that house that she kept seeing. Yeah, right.
0: Because she like sketched it later or something, right? Or or, or mm-hmm. he found a, a notebook or something. So that
2: yeah, then Heather Lane camp, she's like, that was my house on Elm Street. <laughs> and, you know, like <laughs> you get that moment. And She's yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about? And then you know the whole it one. did
1: have it did have quite a um. <laughs> Kind of a made-for-TV quality when Heather oh, Langenkamp was on sure. screen, like when she would just show up, "Never Sleep Again," <laughs> and she could finish finish the poem, and it was like Heather's. She's back like, hey, do, does anyone
0: believe that I'm like tw- 25 years older than you guys? <laughs> yes. With this small streak of gray I, I, I have this streak always. of gray that proves that I'm older. What are you a rogue? <laughs> well, actually, in the first one, doesn't she like uh, when she's getting the tests run by Roger Rabbit? She wakes up with a streak in her hair.
1: It is Roger Rabbit, isn't it? That
2: can. It. That's right.
0: Uh, or or the, or the guy in uh, Zodiac who uh, he's like, uh, I have a basement in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: they were bold with the
0: the gray streak in her hair. Yeah, really bold with that one. Very bold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now I I love in the beginning where she's uh, I, I don't know just like eating spoonfuls of instant coffee. Yes, with yeah. the coke. Wash uh, yeah. it
2: down with coke.
0: And I I thought okay because this is the opening montage. And, you know, we haven't met anybody. We don't know what's going on yet. And I I thought for sure that, like, she was already going to be in this state where she's, like, trying to fight sleep or whatever. But she was just trying to stay up to meet her, like, kind of shitty mom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was, I mean, yeah, I guess at the time. But she was trying to stay up, right? She wasn't really trying. Yeah, she wasn't really waiting up for her shitty mom. Her mom was super shitty that, yeah. That yeah sucked
0: <laughs> yeah well it's it's like e- even the, the like the awful dream mom i was like yeah she's actually nicer <laughs> in the dream <laughs> like, <laughs> you know that's that's like what, what you know
1: we were talking about how sequels need to hit the similar beats to the the previous film and that's all from that uh from the first movie you know the mom was kind of nonchalant about her oh, daughter right. too she didn't really give a shit that Heather and Lern- she like was like "Was <laughs> pouring yeah.
0: vodka or coffee yeah. in the first one the, she's the, like, like yeah, she's exactly <laughs> yeah. yep mm-hmm. and
1: she's also she also had freddy's glove i think in the first one like in her closet so she was like holding right. on to all the keys you know or yeah. at least where the hell this guy was but then uh we needed to find out where uh you know freddy was buried so we could bury his bones again in somewhere else um that's pretty much how you kill freddy so that's right. good Mm-hmm. So they went to the, um,
0: the junkyard from Pulp Fiction. Uh, to huge like... junkyard, by the way, because
1: uh, Gordon and uh, John Saxon's character were driving for like five scenes in between. The whole movie, like you see them get in there, and then they were all over the place, and then they finally get there. I mean,
0: look, LA is a big, big city. You know, it's yeah. like it takes a long time to get from West Side to the uh, yeah. to the East Side.
1: That's what it was exactly. Um, I, I liked how, um, like we were saying, each of the the characters had their own like dream counterparts, um, but Kincaid. The, was he just super strong? Because he kind of like turned into the Kool-Aid man for a
0: second. He just kind of like busted oh, yeah. through a wall in the red shirt. <laughs> yes. and I was yes. like. God, I, I had that note. I was like, oh, Kool-Aid man. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I thought I heard voices.
3: <sighs> Kim Kate, I could kiss you.
2: Oh, for this one, for Nightmare 3, I'm going to say you're welcome for this one. Because this one.
1: Yeah, this is a good one. I, I, <laughs> I do love this is... As
2: ridiculous as it is, yeah.
1: It's also one of the sequels that I can watch over and over again. Um, I haven't seen two in a long time, but like four and five start getting—they've got like their own movie series within the sequels, and yeah. I kind of get lost in that. Similar to how Michael Myers worked out, or Halloween oh. worked out. We could have um, picked—we
2: could have picked the Curse of Michael Myers uh, for this. We could have also picked three. Based <laughs> oh based sure.
1: On, on this one, like this. All oh, right. Had, I was thinking that that
0: three would. Season been a good of the one Witch, the this. thing like the yeah. uh, the Mario two of uh, the Halloween series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but might I add, exactly. I do love Halloween 3, Season of the Witch.
1: On its own, it's a great movie. If, <laughs> On if its they own. had just called it Season of the Witch, I think the movie would have been successful. I but agree. Because right. they're like, no, this is a Halloween movie. <laughs> it has to be. It, it, um,
0: like, it's a violent version of a Goosebumps plot. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, you know, it's, haunted it's masks. haunted masks that kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Which I also have much. been watching recently, the original Goosebumps <laughs> series. Oh, um, nice. Uh, wow. No, that's all i will saying.
1: Uh, so, uh, let's move on to, uh, Friday the 13th part eight, <laughs> part eight, Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> and it's not even the um, last one. So yeah,
0: it's so funny. Not even close. I, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, never really got into the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I, the first and second one I really enjoy.
0: Let's just say it's a good thing. You're not in the same room with Johnny because there might be uh, this might come to blows. Oh,
1: really? Big, big Friday the 13th
0: fan.
2: I just, I mean, of course, he—he's been there for me, Jason
0: Voorhees, <laughs> and his mom, Pamela.
2: Yes, I've been say. there for me for a long time,
0: ever since I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Jason raised me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had never seen this. All I've heard is, um, you know, some people that have said that it's a stupid sequel, that it's one of the ridiculous ones, and in many ways, like it's super campy. But in many ways, it knows it's campy and it's ready to show that off. I actually had a really good time with this movie. This is the first time I saw it. I thought it was really fun.
2: Yeah, I think uh, with all of the movies we're talking about, I mean, the, the original always kind of it takes itself seriously. You know, yeah. Friday the 13th was like, you know, a cut and dry slasher movie. Sure, it's campy, but, you know, it was a horror movie. And what all of these franchises kind of did was just, OK, how can we do more with it, uh, turn it into something else? Uh, and I think this movie is a great example of that. Just the phrase, Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> alone, yeah. I mean, of... there,
1: someone was like, we, we need to make a movie. We need to hold on to the rights or whatever yeah. that ends up being in the system. And they're like, well, what, what's it going to be? Let's bring him to New York. Where else do you How go? the hell are we going to bring him to New York? <laughs> but via boat, obviously, yeah. from Camp Crystal Lake, uh, yes. a direct route, apparently. Through that, does that go right into the New it's, York Harbor? You
2: absolutely.
0: It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so the movie starts off in what, Alaska or something? they, they uh, When the boat takes off, there are all those, like, you know, uh, the Rocky Mountains back there. Yeah. That, like, the, the range that kind of goes up uh, There's no sense to the of Yukon or whatever. Location and, like, here. Beautiful background. <laughs> mm-hmm. They go, like, around the horn. Because the boat is Panamanian. So were they supposed to go through Panama up? back into New York see I think you're not supposed to be asking these questions yeah oh, that's okay. you, you got way <laughs> too detailed I, in let me I'll, I'll see what i I don't even I think about. they yeah. do who, who chartered this vessel <laughs> yeah really <laughs>
1: oh, also I,
0: I, I love how like, we were talking about uh, the breakfast club and this movie is the breakfast club on a boat it's yeah. like they have a, yes. a principal on the boat he was yeah. like, "Hey, where's your biology test?" Like, wait a minute, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, here? Yeah. Isn't this like the the graduation uh, like you know hangout? And like, what do you mean test? What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> there were some
1: weird weird questions being asked on uh, from that teacher because I didn't. I didn't get that they were they were they still had assignments that were due, right. and that, that part like <laughs> almost made it more scary than Jason. Like, wait, am I going to get a zero on this, or is Jason going to rip my face off?
3: I'll be coming around to your stateroom in exactly fifteen minutes, Miss Mason. So you better have your biology project ready, or I'll be phoning your parents.
1: Um, but uh, but what an interesting movie. They, they show um, New York, uh, Manhattan specifically as. A, a really open, nice opening, welcome place to do heroin. Yeah. Um, especially like right in the middle of a street with a big old shining light down on you. And that one sure. scene of them, which obviously comes yeah. back later all, on. All we which needed was was, was, was Freddy
0: with his heroin fingers. He's like, come on, yeah. bitch. Yes. I, I thought,
2: Let's
1: do I heroin, thought that that's bitch. why these two movies kind of went together pretty well. Like yeah. we saw a lot of those similar moments.
2: You know what I noticed too? A lot of these uh, around this time, there was a, a lot of like urban horror. So like all of the horror movies kind of went to the city uh ah. it, which is a weird kind of thing. I don't know if that was like a trend back then. Was that like let's take it out of the suburbs and move it into like more which I think is cool. I mean like Predator well, 2. It,
0: it's <laughs> also yeah, kind of like the, the it's also that the the scariest thing in America at the time was, you mm. know, the, the the inner city and like the the oh, gang right. problems sure. and all all of like everything about the city is like is uh terrifying. You know, this is all that, that like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, where that is the scariest site in America. So like, yeah, it's like nothing's going to be scary in the suburbs. We got to relocate this whole uh, venture into the city where it belongs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and i and i guess the the only thing scarier than the uh ne'er-do-wells that are in new york is jason's face um as yeah. he, he completely settles an entire dispute just by taking yeah. his mask off and showing it to a
2: crew of people. Love that was that. pretty funny so and then good. i
1: think he goes maskless for the rest of the film which is uh kind of a an, no he, you know, he, he a puts depart- it back on oh does he the only TV. time he
0: takes it off is at the very very end after he gets like whatever acid thrown in his face and he, he looks really messed up. He turns up. into the sort of RoboCop uh you know yeah. gloopy guy at the, at the end the of brain, RoboCop. You know? my the
2: favorite, Brain Gremlin. My favorite yeah. like <laughs> thing York. about the yeah yeah about the franchise is that <laughs> he so he, he Jason died as a, a young boy, right? Yeah. Uh, and he right. comes back as this like shredded, <laughs> like yeah. massive beast, like this like monster yeah, it's of like
0: a eight feet tall. Yeah. But he still has
1: he still has <laughs> the, the clef lip.
2: So then that's still him.
1: The like, hair him. He still has that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So I mean it's gotta be him. It's the same dude.
2: Sure.
0: Right. Yeah. So when when uh the sort of main character, I don't even remember her name, uh I, I don't remember any of the characters' names in this. Oh I, they are, were are there any characters? They were forgetful. They were okay. they were in there, but they but were definitely the, numbers. The <laughs> woman who, uh, who's, I don't know what, her teacher or stepdad was the principal, and, you know, she kept seeing visions of this little kid, and the little kid was the toxic avenger. But was that supposed to be Jason? That's Jason. And he kept getting yeah.
1: worse as the movie went along. Every vision that she saw him, he was uh-huh. more of a, a, a toxic avenger. Right. You probably shouldn't <laughs> say that. That's probably a little insensitive. Um, I'm sure there's something that was actually wrong with the kid. Um, no, no but <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about, like, his
0: eyes. is like, yeah, that, that was obviously yeah, that was, makeup. But, but that was him. That
1: was him. Like that was Jason. They yeah. were starting to see him more as how Jason looks now. I think that's what I got out of it, at least.
0: Sure. But yeah, the, in the sort of original movies, like that's what a uh, little boy Jason who drowns in the lake is supposed to look like.
1: You only see him for that brief moment, like in a flashback, when the w- waves and splashing. Yeah. And then you see him at the very end when yeah. he pulls Annie or whatever her name is down into the water. Yeah. But you never really see see him. And he doesn't pop up until part two. That's when Jason actually makes actually. his first. And he has a bag over his head. Not even <laughs> like
2: a... This this whole franchise was just trying to figure out what it was for the longest time. And it went right. on
1: forever. Like you were talking, we had Jason X. You know, is one of these. You know, Jason Freddy versus Jason is another one. There's so many entries. The remake of of Friday the Thirteenth. They're starting. They're trying to get another one going now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like the thing that won't die, mm-hmm. like Jason. But Jason is full on. Electro Frankenstein zombie in this. I mean, like they <laughs> yeah. they were like, how the hell are we gonna wake him up? Oh, clearly he's gonna be electrocuted. And from the boat named the Lazarus, of course. Like everything was like very on the nose. <laughs> this is exactly what we were talking about here. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Was okay. It was it was okay. I um,
0: I love how in the very beginning, uh, where when we're on the what is it the, is it the Lazarus? No, the Lazarus is the, is the boat that's for the most first, of the movie first boat. Yeah, but the very first boat. Uh, it's just two people hanging out, yeah. And the 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 uh, the horny kids are like, oh, let me tell you a story real quick, and uh, <laughs> ruin the mood. Uh, and then they they start to get into this like scream uh, uh, like meta narrative. It's mm-hmm. like a, a post modern thing where it's like, oh yeah. And then here are the rules. And like the mother comes out, and then it was this, and then the kid was there, and they get drowned. Yeah, whatever. And it's like, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, this movie is kind of like definitely right up in Johnny's wheelhouse here because this is like Absolutely. scream postmodernism plus his best friend Jason.
2: It should it should be everything that I love. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it it is in a way. That's the other thing. I've been playing the Friday the Thirteenth video game. If you didn't know that exists, yeah. uh, and they have this version too <laughs> of know. Jason uh, that you can play as with his oh uh, nice his spear." Um. That
1: game, that game really <laughs> took off. I didn't think it was gonna do well, but it, it it's really good, and um, it's got that Dead by Daylight um, yeah. vibe to it. The 4v1 yeah, yeah, yeah. play, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Is this a
0: recent uh, thing? couple years couple ago? Years ago. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. But it, it's like one person plays as Jason, and everyone else is a camp counselor trying to get away from him. And yeah. he just you you can kill in some pretty brutal ways too. I think. Right.
2: <laughs> My dream scenario: running around camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like that game came from your from your brain. Oh yeah, um, one. I was gonna say one interesting thing about this movie. Uh, I forget where I read it or watched it. It was in my deep dive into you know BTS. Uh, but when they were writing this movie, the original script featured almost no boat, and it was Jason takes Manhattan, so he went to all the iconic. Uh, Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building. Yeah. And they obviously had to slash that, no pun intended, but they had to slash hey, that right. uh, for budget reasons and also probably because they were like, what are you trying to do with this movie?
1: <laughs> so, I mean, they were clearly really, I mean, going into to Jason at this point in the series like every every sequel was Jason this Jason that he became the you almost know, the hero like he, he was absolutely was yeah. and I think in this one more than more than anything I've seen in any other movies like he, I was rooting for him the whole time <laughs> I, I wanted him to obliterate that boat and obliterate that principle and, and all that stuff and he, he does a pretty good job of it I mean obviously you, you get you're gonna get messed up with some acid that that just pours in the toxic waste that pours in underneath New York all the time. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that how that there. ended
0: work? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, hey, uh, we're in the corner on 90 Minutes here. Uh, yeah, there's toxic uh, sludge, sludge coming. You Bring know, it in. About it. Yeah. Bring in this toxic waste.
2: <laughs> this is actually kill uh, Jason really quick. This is a true story. This film was actually based on true true
1: events. But but it, yeah. <laughs> for, but the difference between this one and some of the previous ones is that they're this, you know this is a found Jason, footage movie. <laughs> Jason Jason just walks around freely in this and like every so single I, scene there's that's yeah. what I was
0: gonna ask was like yeah. okay so you know clearly they had kind of as you brought up Johnny like that like moved away from actually trying to be scary and like move away from horror and like you know step firmly into the just camp and fucking around zone yeah. but like this one it's like he's fully lit all the time and he's just like stomping around <laughs> and like yeah. looking through windows yeah and he's like he looks like a fool like climbing up the side yeah. of that boat and all this stuff and he's just like <laughs> it looks hilarious but it's like you're like is this supposed to be funny it's <laughs> like, you yeah.
2: know at this point everyone was already jason Voorhees for halloween so it's uh-huh. they're not trying to hide him anymore
1: and in many ways, you said it, Jeremy. You said it earlier. He's the toxic Avenger. You know, he's yeah. this antihero that's you know messed up. He's he's clearly a a monster in many ways. But
0: yeah, you know, I'm rooting for him. Well, well, but he he's not like uh, you know killing off those who uh, you know put the toxins in the world or whatever, or like pe- people who like are, are right. uh, people who are having sex. He's not getting revenge for for being burned alive. No he's purpose. Just no purpose. Killing to for Jason. no reason. And he's he's killing specifically the people on the boat. But for no purpose. No, he's <laughs> like, a machine in these movies. Yeah. like he's just is running through people. He he doesn't kill anybody. He runs into in New York. He's just chasing those like three people <laughs> like, who made it. On the, like, yeah, you guys you guys hit uh,
1: you guys made it
0: into Crystal Lake.
1: So now I'm going yeah. to kill you. Yeah, like, that I was see. like kind of the the reason. There was really no yeah. And he could have killed that whole group of kids sitting there, and instead he just shows them his face. He <laughs> was like, he doesn't kill anybody. Uh, Except knocking that one guy's block. Right. Oh, no, he was he was part of the group as well, right? The, the boxer. I was like, he's not even a, a, a New York kid. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, the you know, of course, the first movie was uh, the lesson was don't have sex or Jason Voorhees will come and kill you. This one is. Right.
0: In, the, in, just in the previous film, you mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the previous ones.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: It was yeah. This and
1: one was just don't don't show up. Just <laughs> don't don't be don't in the movie. be
0: there. Don't yeah. <laughs> just go don't. on a boat with Jason Voorhees. Just don't. Okay.
1: Don't. And so I I know that there was another um, entry in the series about the the psychic um, or there was a psychic in it. I think it was six. The, or the or telekinetic. S- yeah, the that telekinetic. Oh, yeah. So was this kind of a continuation of that story with this? Um, the one girl could basically, like you were saying, had visions of Jason and could see the the past and that
2: is a good question i i mean these movies went full supernatural yeah uh, oh totally the original was not supernatural at all uh right. and of course they were like i
1: don't think the second one was either technically
2: other than jason Voorhees he's coming back to life i guess I, yeah. oh, oh wait Where was the, he alive the whole premise the whole yes <laughs> like are we sure uh yeah no one knows yeah. so i think yeah they were like yeah the telekinetic thing worked for the last movie Let's just let this girl have visions.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of helped out at the end, right? Yeah. I I guess, uh, yeah. So this was a, a pretty strong entry, I thought, actually, in in that whole series. And for being so late in the game mm-hmm. as a part eight, I was like, this is actually pretty fun, not bad. Um, And I would have loved to have seen this when it was released originally. Oh, man. This the
2: was dream. a good one. Yeah, yeah. And then where do you go next? Space. You go to space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, but wait, no, there's was one the in between one? that, though. There's one in between Oh, true. That. Goes to hell, right?
1: Yeah, Jason goes to hell, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's nine. And then Jason goes to space. Mm-hmm. So Jason goes from some small camp in the middle of nowhere. I guess it's upstate New York now that we're, we're seeing this. Um, well,
2: technically it's New Jersey.
1: New Jersey, okay. Yeah. And then now, now he takes it to the big city in Manhattan. Then he goes right to hell, and then he, and then he goes to space.
0: I, I'd say Jason has like the travel bug, if anything. So, so those mountains are in New Jersey. I, I guess I've only seen the little bits of New Jersey, but but I haven't seen the mountain ranges. The mountains of New Jersey. Yep.
2: They're uh, being from New Jersey. I yeah. gotta tell you, I I spent my days hiking in in those in mountains. Those mountains. Uh, we we lived in the mountains
0: basically. The peak. Yeah, of... Yeah.
2: The summit of the one. You had to, you
0: had to bring oxygen with you, all, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It was really
2: a really tough upbringing, but it taught me yeah. a lot about nature, and it was beautiful. It was truly yeah. really beautiful.
1: So Jason, uh, <laughs> yeah, goes to hell and then space, and then we go directly <laughs> to Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. That's the kind of that's the kind of response we needed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'm done with this episode. I'll see you, you later. Stay right there. Yeah. <laughs> You stay right
3: there.
1: <laughs> so uh, this is starring um, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, um, as well as a colorful cast of characters <laughs> that are yeah. just just unbelievable, including you know the the iconic Leatherface. Um, this is a, a strange, strange <laughs> sequel. Um, I'm not
0: sure. Well, this is like what a, a reboot, right? This is like this is number four. Okay. This is so this
2: is uh, the title, the Next Generation. This is the new kind of stepping away from the story they were building in the first few ones. But when you think about it, it is kind of the same, almost the same premise as the first movie.
1: Same beat for beat.
2: I'd yeah. say, you know, instead of meeting the
1: barbecue guy at the, at the gas station, they meet a, she a travel agent with big boobs. Yes. Is that
0: extremely t- horny real estate agent? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, she's
1: a real estate agent. Sorry. Yeah. She, she was um, obviously uh, terrible um, and, <laughs> But it was odd to see such a, a woman that looked like her. You know, she was a terrible person, but she seemed like she was like uh-huh. a nice person, you know, like yeah. she had a good heart and she didn't fit in with that group. No, at all. I it was liked. like really like
2: an- the whole, the whole drive-in sequence. I, like it was just like, a it was refreshing to see a character like her be a part of this like cannibal family legacy <laughs> or whatever. Mm. It was nice. You know, she wasn't some like Southern, you know, like looks nice. like she's going to wither away and die any second. Cause I mean, from the get go in the
1: original film, you know that they're talking to some seedy individuals. You oh know? yeah, you like, don't trust them. No, not not in the least. But this this mm-hmm. woman seemed very trustworthy. I thought
2: she was gonna die. I thought she was gonna be like first kill kind of thing, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but instead, no, she's she's part of the uh, well, part I, of the group.
0: I don't know. It's like okay, when you get into the group, uh, you know, you, you were saying that the real estate agent was different. I, I don't know. It's like there's the guy like you know misquoting shit all day long but you didn't know that 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 guy like you know he didn't seem that bad uh actually uh mr chainsaw uh leatherface didn't seem that bad either he was like it was terrified all the time he didn't cut anybody with a damn chainsaw he uh, destroyed his
2: house though oh my god
0: yeah he fucked up the house but like <laughs> what did, did he do anything uh violent to anybody oh he put that person on the meat hook right
1: yeah, that was pretty nasty. Uh, Heather, I believe her name has got. got yeah, I, I put a star next to you. Heather on me. Took is yeah. the note I took. All here, right, so. well, so that, yeah, that th- th- was, that was th- there you great. go. He, he, but that uh, was also from the first film, and when it was a classic. very similar shot and very similar uh, action that, that happened in the first movie mm-hmm. um, of right. somebody going on a meal. and they they re- they repeated a lot of that. But I mean, obviously, they tried to push it a little bit more with Matthew McCa- Vilmer, with <laughs> Vilmer's um, remote control leg that he had. Uh. Um, that, <laughs> I'm hoping it that looked like the
0: the Bob Hoskins Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, the <laughs>
2: Super Boots. All right, all right. Welcome to my world.
1: I was hoping that, um, you know, like even in like an old script of that movie, at least. They had him, like, his leg ripping off with that thing. Like, there should have been so much more to do with that Absolutely. remote and, like, really take him out with that when thing.
0: The, when the leg was going nuts there, at one point when they were playing it back and forth, I thought for sure it was going to, like, bend the other way and, like, mm-hmm. screw up his knee. Which would have been awesome, yeah, yeah. They missed an opportunity there. I, I, I think
1: they missed quite a few opportunities. <laughs> or the
0: budget. <laughs> Something happened with the budget. Oh, yeah, it? it's, it's a budget thing. Fuck. This is a
1: pooling. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, there were some cool shots though. I have to, I have to say that the, there was a mirror shot right at the beginning of the film it was like an e- ECU of some lipstick being applied. Yeah. And then that same extreme close up was used on Leatherface putting on his lipstick prior to going to right. dinner in his pretty lady, uh, uh mask. That I, I agree
2: wore. with you. Th- there was some really cool shots in this. There one.
1: was some moments in this that I was like, wow, somebody like, na- like they nailed that one. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, Here's the thing too, is like the first movie, the original is when you're watching, it's almost like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching. Like that's the way it was so gritty. This one was shot like a horror movie, like, you know, had like Mm -hmm. the cool, nice moody lighting and, you know, everyone was in prom dresses. Uh, and it it (laughs) looked like a teen slasher horror movie, you know? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It definitely, I think it was going more for that than anything, um, yeah. Um, Oh, if you see when Renee Zellweger getting out and jumping out of the window to escape, she she does get stuck, but then there's a cut right after that that she's falling out perfectly smoothly. But yeah. at one point, she kind of like takes this really nasty turn out the window.
0: That wasn't the editor's fault. The, the, the director yeah, made yeah. him keep that in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we need more frames on the back end of that one. I really want to see her go over the set. Oh. Uh, the prom picks that they were doing with the chainsaw, that, that classic sound effect of the, the camera going out. Loved that. that. Like that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, there were moments in here that felt like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not including um, Leatherface, but like just the way that it was shot and, mm-hmm. and, and cut. Well, but
0: the, the very last shot, right, where he's dancing yeah, with himself. Yeah, the dance. Uh.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But can we? Ex- I, I, I have to ask about this ending. Who, who the hell are the suits? And who is this guy with the hellraiser cutting cuts on his on his stomach
0: and? Right. What right. the hell? Yeah. It was yeah, like the, Event Horizon. The, the, the Cenobite uh, you know, like yeah. piercings and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. What so the hell? That was uh, supposed to be explained in that scene where the horny real estate agent, after <laughs> having uh, official name R- Renee Zellwidger uh, see her friend get destroyed... Uh, it's like, hey, why don't we just hang out upstairs? You look pretty pretty, and you're, you look—you don't seem like the rest of them. Uh, hey, you'll get to like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's just stressed out from his job. And he's like, she's like, what, towing cars? She's like, no, his real job, working for the big guys upstairs yeah. who, who pull all the strings. It's like, who do you think killed Kennedy? It's like, wait, wait what? What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, the government? And he's, she's like, no. <laughs> it was... These guys, for a thousand years or two thousand years, I don't remember something. <laughs> Cause they and it's like, remember okay, either. so that's supposed to explain the like weird British guy with the anti sideburns and the like, you know, <laughs> razor cuts on his chest. It's just like, all right, far fucking out, man, far fucking out. <laughs>
1: anti sideburns is awesome. That's the name of this episode. I kind
0: of wish they went full
2: on, you know, conspiracy cult like. It's yeah. a bigger thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. I, I, well, if only they committed. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to, to anything? Well, I, I yeah. think the
1: only movie that successfully did that was, was Cabin in the Woods, in my uh, opinion. They so fully good. went into, like, that was there was a whole bigger thing going on with this haunted house situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. This tried to do something like that. and I mean, it pretty f- much fell on its face. Um, literally, my question is, who the fuck are the suits? I've got that written down right here. And the second he like opened up his shirt just a little bit to see like that really bad like really, prosthetic really bad. job yeah, yeah. that he had, uh, yeah, it's like super thick too. It looks like his uh-huh. stomach's like. I got was like, that years. was
2: not underneath that shirt. Okay, <laughs> calm down.
1: I don't know if you noticed because they, they they do this a lot in those movies. Is you know they'll make um, different. Uh, furniture and things out of human skin, or at least make it look like human skin. Yeah. There yeah. was it when the, the dude goes to take a piss in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah.
3: there is a towel hanging on yeah. the wall no, that has a yeah. nipple on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought, oh, sorry. I thought I was going to die. I started laughing out loud. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, mean, I was going to just wipe your face with it. And that's
2: uh, the home decor that I aspire uh, to yeah. have. Yeah. Is what I'm really trying to do with my place here. Yeah. <laughs> cover everything. Did you
0: have to in get that flesh? in on your, uh, your your <laughs> lease agreement uh, that you have the right to put cover leather, my house in uh, human Yeah, human flesh. skin. Yeah. yeah.
2: Nipples on everything.
1: Do you guys think that uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Renee Zellweger are friends after after this movie or <laughs> doing this movie after McConaughey is literally spitting in her face oh, on her? Geez. It like,
2: was, I'll tell you, watching it now in 2020. Oh, no. Oh, way. wow. Lots of licking. <laughs> lots of licking of the yeah. face. Just uh, wrong, right?
0: Just just so wrong. Well, I, 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 you're talking about like COVID, right?
2: Yeah, yes. Th- or just in it? general, Okay. yeah uh but it, are they friends after here's the thing i will say the violence that happened on the film looked very painful and real uh <laughs>
1: that's what i mean my I don't god think anybody was really paying no way to
2: safety not yeah. at all not at all uh and and you're right jeremy th- uh, matthew mcconaughey really is the main villain of this movie like leatherface is yeah. almost like an afterthought right yeah um, yeah. he's just kind of like part of the family and he's a lot more vocal in this one too he does
0: a lot of screaming
3: you sit the fuck down shut up
0: yeah it, he, he does a lot of like, like little whimpering like, uh, like curly from three suges like woo, 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 woo. yeah
2: <laughs> so good
1: also the the masks definitely looked like masks as opposed to human faces in this one um,
3: <laughs>
0: for sure well especially the one you were talking about where he's putting on lipstick yeah and that was he, a mask he looks like uh. What is it, like uh, Alicia from the, the first Batman? Where it's like, <laughs> Jack, I thought you'd let me watch you transform the paintings. You can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Inspiration.
1: Boys, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. Um, yeah, it, it, it had that look. Um, and I get it, like... Um, it makes sense to have him do that because it was in the original. He had a yeah. woman's face, it had makeup on it. Like, yeah. that's part of it.
0: I love the Mrs. Doubtfire one that he had. That was total that was Mrs. Fantastic. Doubtfire. But they, uh, everybody looked like Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. I was
1: going to say that.
0: Like, the people sitting at the table, like, all look like, yes. especially that old grandpa. Okay, so, okay, he kind of looked so like. Uh,
3: okay,
1: uh,
0: okay, uh, the, 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 they're sitting at the table. The, there's, like, <laughs> what seemed to be corpses sitting at the table, too. Yeah. And then the old man kind walks lunch. away at one point. You're like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? I go. The, where is this guy going? Talk about sliding no. off the rails. What is going on? Also, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, here's the single direction he got. Be crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: that's Can you do crazy? His crazy. eyes.
1: I swear he is on meth that whole time. Like yeah. flared nostrils. <laughs> yeah. The whole time.
2: Those. Yeah. Uh huh. Dude. Uh huh. That's actually and and my acting career. That's actually I didn't go to acting school or anything like that. Like I just watched. performance
0: in this movie and that's i base every (laughs) single need to when i go for the for the
2: teen rom com, i channel matthew mcconaughey yeah next generation certainly
0: i i can see the inspiration yeah yeah a
2: a universal (laughs) performance i would say and snubbed at the oscars that year i'm sure
0: that's usually what you
1: ask when you want further clarification on the direction you're given to do you mean like matthew mcconaughey (laughs) from texas chainsaw massacre the next generation (laughs) yes that's what we need that's that's the kind of intensity we're looking for they're
2: like this is a vo audition for a pixar movie (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, this is a commercial, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so good. I have to say that every um, one, of our, um, one of our triple features always ends up having an odd man out. And I'm definitely going to, Jeremy, I think you might disagree with this, but I'm going to have to call Texas Chainsaw Massacre the odd man out in here, only because <laughs> uh, Jason Takes Manhattan and um, The Dream Warriors, I th- thought both were actual real entries into a, 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 a series of sequels that, you know, fit in with it even included some of the stories from the first one and mm. expanded on that. So technically those are sequels. This Texas Chainsaw Massacre was totally on its own and um, was, is definitely one of those uh, rough drafts that was made <laughs> after <laughs> the fact.
2: Yeah. How is it that the second draft is the rough draft in this case? Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
1: But at least some of it was in focus. At least a few a few scenes.
2: Do we know what movies uh, Renee and Matthew did right after this movie? Because worth looking up.
0: Well, before this, they were both in Days and Confused together, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey became a star in like '97, and Renee Zellweger became a star in what? Jerry McGuire. What's that? '95. So mm-hmm. that's a, the same
1: year as this. '96.
0: Um, uh yeah. No, th- this is '94.
1: 94? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was in that year when all those amazing movies came out. Clearly it made sense for this one to be released too. At the same year as uh, Pulp Fiction and uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Fits right in, you guys. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next one. That's the
2: triple feature that we should have done. Is those. Yeah. <laughs> those two movies, then this one. The best of 94? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> So I've got here Texas Chainsaw Massacre's 95, and in 95, Renee Zellweger had this the low life empire records all in the same year oh yeah and so empire records i'd say was definitely the one that kind of got her a little bit more noticed i think that movie did a little bit she, better.
2: she was probably one. hoping that that one came out just a little <laughs> bit before <laughs> cuz i'm sure it did
1: cuz i never heard of the that this movie i mean i did at the time but I, it was never like a wide release there was never it was never really in the movies but you know empire records i heard of Jerry maguire obviously was a massive film yeah. um but this one was it's just I feel like this one is one of those tarnished moments on a, a person's mm. career that they're mm-hmm. just like, "eh, let's not worry about that." It's one. Like delete it yeah. off of the IMDb.
0: <laughs> right. It, it, at least uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp can be proud of Nightmare One or whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw: The Reboot. Uh, mm. Not so much. No. 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 no.
2: <laughs> I also love how they tried to recreate the uh, the very end, the iconic Leatherface, like you know, swinging his chainsaw in, in the sun, in, or in or the whatever, sun yeah. lens, the lens flares. And uh, they tried to do it in this one, but there was like no no lens flares. It was like very yeah. flat. He's <laughs> just like spinning around. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't it
1: didn't
0: have that same like didn't odd hit. movement. Yeah. It didn't. Hit. It didn't hit. <laughs> yeah. <I will> say. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I, I think I disagree. So I in terms of yeah. uh, the odd man out here, it's it's for me it's Jason Eight because Jason Eight had gone past trying to be scary. And was just into like being campy, whereas Nightmare Three and Texas Chainsaw Four were earnest attempts to be scary movies. You know, e- even though like things got got crazy, in all three, the the one that was like not scary was the uh, Jason Eight, or or not trying to be scary anyway. I, I don't, you know, yeah. Texas Chainsaw wasn't wasn't scary really either. It was just uh, obnoxious. <laughs> um but uh, but it was trying, yeah, it was to, be trying to be yeah very loud
1: yeah so so that's your rationale that it's this wouldn't fit in because it it was it wasn't trying it was trying to be a horror movie while the other two were trying to kind of open up to a wider range of i don't know um types of films right cuz more fantastical on the nightmare side jason mm-hmm. was more on the supernatural side right so i think that that's is that that was kind of your rationale there? Well no
0: no i'm just saying that like you know in jason it it, it wasn't trying to be scary anymore and it was like you know, showing Jason oh, climbing I up see. the side of the boat or whatever, you know, <laughs> looking ridiculous. It, it's just supposed to be fun. Yeah. Because, you, you know, in, in Jason, there were all these shots where it's like, normally what, what you're supposed to do in a horror movie, you're supposed to follow a person getting chased. And they're like, oh, no, where where is he? Where is he? And then he comes out of nowhere. In this one, you see him like, <laughs> getting to the nowhere. And, yeah. you know, he looks ridiculous doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I and I think like you don't even
0: know where his victim is, and he's, you just watch him like marching it's like, somewhere. It's
2: all of the shots, yeah, of the in between. Yeah, yeah. Like, that how that did you he don't, get from yeah, here exactly. to here? That yeah. was that whole movie It's just those in between shots that <laughs> right. are the now tweens. explaining how. Which yeah. of
0: course like makes it not scary. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, there's a whole reason why you, you don't get to see the shape show up behind Lori and whatever. Exactly. It, just, it, it because it makes it scary.
2: <laughs> yes, I, I saw this one meme uh, recently that was it was someone sprinting at full speed. And it was like Michael Myers every time the camera cuts away from him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yes,
0: this is my type of content." Thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's so true. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this one too like had a little bit of the, the, the postmodern or it, it like it was you know trying to continue the the Texas uh, Chainsaw series. But from what like
1: I, I, well, I in, the, in the very
0: beginning it has that title card. It's like, oh, this happens yeah. every so often, and then you know it. In the postmodern thing, it's like, oh, the the Cenobite English guy, you know, was <laughs> wanting to like, I, I wanted you to experience pure terror. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, it, it didn't work out, uh, or, or, or or whatever his like, you know, master yeah. plan was that was like that was outside of actually, um, you know, whatever the rituals were that were in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the previous movies, you know, putting that that postmodern like sense of remove in the movie. And, you know, which is like, of course, like so, so 90s, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. where everything had to become postmodern.
1: But that's, I I have to ask about that since you brought it up. It's like the last line that that the Cenobite English guy says, is (laughs) (laughs) he's talking to Renee Zellweger in the back of that limo, and he's like, step on it, Mr. Spottish. And then Mr. Spottish, Mr. Spottish then steps on it, and then we're in a hospital following a yeah. hospital bed. Yeah. And it never reveals who's on that hospital bed. Right. I was like, and literally I said, who was on the hospital bed at end? What the fuck?
2: <laughs> they were like, <laughs> those are my notes. Just come I'm up like, with what, a very what? vague scene. So that way, when we get to make another movie, we, we'll just figure that out then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll
0: figure oh, it out that, the sequel kid yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reminds Don't worry me about, about it <laughs>
1: um uh, and i wanted to bring this up too um near the end of, or at the end of the original nightmare on elm street sorry i'm jumping around a little mm-hmm. bit but the original nightmare on elm street um there's that odd scene where the kids all get in the car the car oh, yeah. kind of turns into a freddy car and dri- drives away and then the mother gets sucked into that through the, the tiny the, window or the window <laughs> yeah the tiny the tiny, window. It's tiny a window. funny little effect yeah, yeah. But in, in part three, they bring it up that um, Heather Langenkamp or Nancy, she says, my mother died in her sleep. And they never really get into any more of that. But there's like it's like one throwaway line in part three. And she says, my mother. And it, I'm thinking that at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, and I wanted to get your opinion. Do you think that that's the mother's dream and the mother's getting killed? And like, that's what we see because it's kind of like out there. But I, and I never had an explanation for it until seeing this. I, and
0: and you're, you're talking about the first one. Yeah, the very uh-huh. well.
1: What I'm talking about is that in the third one, Heather Langenkamp's character M- says, "You know, my, mo- my mother, my mother died hour. in her sleep." Mm-hmm. Yeah, about and I. And at the end of the first one, there's this odd scene that's kind of out of nowhere, where it ends and the mother is killed in a dream. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, the mother finally getting hers. That is a good
2: know. question. I I always yeah. took that line in, in Nightmare Three as her like that's just what she tells people cuz how does she right. you know like how does right. she explain yeah, yeah. what really happened <laughs> to her mom uh but right. but i i do wonder if like that was her actual dream like when she was you know killed in the bed or whatever uh like that's what she because was dreaming that
1: would ultimately exp- that one line would ultimately explain the weird ending of the first one which i i like the ending of the first one but it's got like that phantasm vibe where it's for like sure. what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Credits? <laughs> they they need <laughs> a scary know?
2: at the end somehow, you know.
1: Yeah, and they and they, they did. I mean that it worked. It's just I liked if if that line was made for that and I mean I'm sure we could look it up and it was just kind of a throwaway for me to find out, but if that line kind of um, solves the ending, I think that's pretty interesting, yeah. You know?
2: I lo- well, some people do have a problem with the ending of Nightmare uh, 1, the original. Yeah. So I do yeah. uh, that's a great theory. I actually love that theory. I that's think you just.
1: Think this is definitely going to make it into the podcast. Then let's, let's make sure we edit this. <laughs> <But> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the good yeah. idea I had. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you did it.
0: Love that. <laughs> you solved it.
1: Well, um, um, unless there's anything else we want to talk about about these three films, I'd love to, you know, hear anything else you have. Um, but thanks so much for, you know, bringing these to us. Uh, this was a lot of fun to talk about.
2: Absolutely. Thank you guys for sharing, uh, you know, my my quarantine life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's. I will tell you. I have watched some terrible, terrible movies these days. Uh, I. I. Well, I don't like to shit
0: on movies. Hey, hey, wait. Have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation?
1: <laughs> oh, you mean the Return of Texas Chainsaw?
0: Massacre oh, You <laughs> mean <Yeah>. the <laughs> Oscar
2: snubbed uh, <laughs> yeah. feature film? Uh, oh, just Golden Globes. Yeah, just Golden Globes.
0: I. So because I. I haven't seen a movie this uh, that loves women. And celebrates women this much as this movie does. Oh man,
2: this kid, this was the bad. opening
0: scene. It's it's so pro feminist.
2: <laughs> well, that's kind of uh what a great segue into what I've been. So I watched uh, Slumber Party Massacre for the first time uh, a couple months ago. That is one of those movies that I should have watched as a kid. I'm sure I would not have been allowed to watch a movie like that as a kid. Even though I did watch The Exorcist very
0: Yeah, what I was going to say, like, weren't you like watching <laughs> yeah, I all the probably, movies I, I probably would have okay. watched it. I probably would have okay. watched it. Uh, Get your story straight, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer
2: Party Massacre 2 could have easily fit. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but could have easily hmm. fit in this uh, triple feature here where, I mean, it just goes completely off the rails. But also kind of a little bit pro-feminist. Um, ah. Yeah, 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 It's It's ridiculous. That one goes. I mean, the original is like a... Cut and dry slasher at a you know slumber party for a Mm -hmm. women's basketball team.
1: All the '80s stuff. You're 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 going down the hole. Yeah, rabbit hole. The sequel.
2: They they really go super full supernatural. The killer now kills people with like a crazy electric guitar kind of thing.
1: (laughs) I've seen that video. The box. The VHS uh, cover art. It's
0: it's quite something. So I've been. But was it a flying V like in Jason? Eight. Is
3: this axe awesome or what?
2: (laughs) Good question. Good question. I so so. I needed to share some of these uh, these moments with you guys and be like, please please watch some of the guilt of uh, Jason Take Manhattan with me, please.
1: (laughs) No, this was this was great. Like to to recap, you know, we watched Nightmare on Elm Street three, The Dream Warriors, Jason Takes Manhattan, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Again, these were sequels that kind of went off the rails from their original stories and original films that were in the series. Um, again, super fun. Thanks so much for joining. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug or anything? Or uh, do you have a Twitter or something you uh, want yeah, to Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm vocal on Twitter sometimes. So I like to post great. movie cliches, making fun of movies like these. At <laughs> Johnny uh, JohnnyBirdstold on all socials. Go follow me there. Fantastic.
1: Make sure you follow... And uh, make sure you follow uh, the Grindhouse Institute at all your social accounts and audio and video, including YouTube. I love that we're on YouTube. Yes. Um, next week we will be doing a show about mummies, not daddies. Mummies.
0: ha. <laughs> I see what you did there. We are
1: going to be doing. This is this is something I've been very excited about, especially because you know Halloween's right around the corner, and horror movies are the greatest. And so we're going to be watching. <laughs> The original Karloff, Mummy. We're going to be watching the original Hammer films, The Mummy. Yeah. And then we're also going to be watching uh, Don Cascarelli's Bubba Hotep, which is a uh, really out there film. I don't think you've seen it, Jeremy, have you?
0: No, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, great. Um, so In fact,
0: out of those three, that's the only one I have seen. Wait I've a second. I've never even you, seen the original uh, same Mummy. Same with me.
1: Same with
2: me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're exactly. telling me that you're not watching Under Wraps, the amazing Disney Channel original movie? from maybe 98 or something like that (laughs) Under Wraps best movie ever made okay
0: yeah all right just as easy to find as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation
1: Uh, (laughs) that was the second best movie second best movie (laughs) ever made right right after Under Wraps also snubbed (laughs) so yeah make sure you check us out and come back next week for uh, some talks about mummies have a good one
2: goodbye ciao (laughs)
1: Oh, my God! Where have you been? We've been waiting. The wedding's going on inside. We need to put you on the top
3: tier. Don't mind the footprints and the icing. I'm excited. They look good. It's like a vest thing. I fucking hate kids.